0: Hello. Thank you for listening to and watching you at Options. Uh, this episode I had Nick Woods from the very good band, Direct Hit. Um, great conversation. He's also a computer programmer, uh, software developer. Um, both grew up in, in Catholicism. Talk about that. Yeah, just a great conversation all the way around. Uh, no matter how you slice it. Um, yeah. Check out, uh, direct hit on Instagram, uh, direct hit band at direct hit band, um, go to their website, crown of uh, buy some merch, support them. Yeah. Go to, uh, the handsome scoundrels.com and you can buy some UN options stuff you can also buy some handsome Scoundrel swag. Um, yeah, uh, at UN options on Instagram and Twitter. I need to tweet more. I don't know if the world needs more tweets um yeah thanks again uh, make sure to to follow subscribe all that stuff on youtube yeah thanks again thanks for listening thanks for watching
1: Good. good man. i'm, I'm glad I'm, sorry I'm, I'm here and it's almost april and it's 39 degrees where i live just needs to warm the fuck up
0: <laughs> where are, are you in milwaukee
1: yeah where
0: are you i'm in mobile alabama i think it's
1: <laughs> where it's always warm and
0: moist I, all the time yeah i think it's like 70 today
1: maybe oh man it's awesome how warm is it going to be in like the third week of july
0: oh man a uh, hundred,
1: probably. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I'll take I'll take like six months of cold weather any day of the fucking week over that shit. Fuck that.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm moving up to hopefully to Birmingham soon, so it's a little bit less. I don't know if you've been to Birmingham.
1: I have been to Birning- Birmingham
0: actually. Yeah, yeah. So it's not as terrible because it's not on the water, but.
1: Why are you why are you moving to Birmingham or trying to move to Birmingham?
0: I like it better. It's cooler. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I've been to
1: Birmingham like twice. Yeah. I played a show at a place called like Nick's or something like that. Was yeah. my bar? I it's like I own a bar in Birmingham. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, is it still around?
0: Is oh it still yeah, around? it's uh, oh. it's, it's like under an overpass almost. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been there for that show and. Uh, I remember going there to visit. My mom grew up in Alabama, actually, until she was like six years old.
0: Okay. And uh,
1: I remember going down to visit one of her old friends in Birmingham, and her house just stank of ham. And I don't remember why that was, but I remember (laughs) I was very young. I was like seven or eight years old, and I remember walking into the house and being like, this place smells like ham. It's Mm -hmm. fucking weird. I'm not even making that up. I'm not just picking like a random meat out of my back pocket to be funny. It's what it smelled like.
0: It's fucking gross. It's a Birmingham thing, man. Is that true? No,
1: that's not everywhere. It smells like ham in Birmingham, right? Because the word ham is in it. Yes, you get it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to. You have to. There we go. You know, ten points. Whenever right uh, you know, sometimes when people build like a new house or something, they'll bury like a, an artifact or something to like kind of bless it. That's what, yeah. That's what they do.
1: And like, are you just talking about humanity in general, or people in Birmingham? I've,
0: no, I've, I was I was riffing on the like burying. Oh. <laughs> they're burying you. But I think that's a thing. Oh, yeah. I, think, I
1: love to riff. Sorry, go on.
0: I think that's a thing where, like, I know for like, uh, like, uh, churches and stuff, sometimes, like, I grew up Catholic. And so, like,
1: oh, cool. Ha- so did I.
0: Yeah. I was going to, yeah. So it's like, I remember that from something where they're like, oh, this church has a piece of this cloth, like, like buried in it.
1: Oh. Or like this church massacred an entire Indian tribe for this land, right. and then yeah. the bodies underneath. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's oh man, yeah, terrible. They've done a lot yeah, of bad stuff. Terrible.
1: Catholic Church is kind of a terrible institution, though. Let's call a spade a spade.
0: That's true. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I was did you go to
1: Catholic? Like, did you go to Catholic school and everything?
0: Like, I, I went to Catholic high school. Oh okay. Yeah, I went to Catholic grade school and high school. Okay.
1: Product. Was your school an all boys school? Were you extreme Catholic?
0: No, I wasn't. No. Catholic to the max. Oh, no. okay. Were
1: you? I went to all boys Catholic school in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes. Wow. And I also went to a Catholic grade school, but my parents were like those. They were like the the type of boomers who uh, don't care about like why it is that like that like people go to church, you know. They just knew that the schools were good, so they made me go, and they pretended to be Christian for quite a while. Like, my dad was, like, grew up Irish Catholic. My mom grew up Presbyterian. Yeah. Yeah. So they uh, had no interest in church, but they made us go to the church school for some reason. Maybe it was because of white reasons.
0: (laughs) You never know. (laughs) You know uh could have been uh for white reasons.
1: It it could have been white reasons. (laughs) You never know.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is the thing at at or at least at my Catholic school. Yeah, yeah. I think most Catholic schools probably. Yeah, you're right. Uh,
1: Probably most Catholic schools. One of the many reasons why Catholicism is a joke, right? (laughs) You know.
0: Yeah. So. Mm, Yeah, I was gonna ask uh, later on. We're we're getting to like the the uh full frontal or like the the meat of uh, or serious talk i guess i don't know uh, there we go i was gonna i
1: have nothing but very serious feelings about organized religion that's for sure <laughs>
0: that's true because like i was noticing uh, i was listening through a lot of uh you know uh your, your your songs um in preparation for this and there's a lot of like You know, welcome to heaven. There's a lot of heaven and hell stuff, and there's Uh uh, some St. Peter lines going on Uh in in some songs. So, yeah, Uh I was going to be like, Peter was
1: the guy that sits at the gates of heaven, right? I remember that correctly. Yeah. yeah, Okay, cool. It's an entire, just like, massive group of people that just think that there are just like semi invisible gates in the sky somewhere, and there's a man sitting at them telling people whether they can get in or get out. It's amazing, isn't it? They base their whole lives around it. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, man. It's, you know, I, I would like to think uh, sometimes people, their, like, actual lives are so terrible. They're like, this is the only thing. Like, <sighs> I got to trick you know my what? I got to trick myself. That's and, the problem, man, is that is yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> I so, know. You know
1: what? I don't want to talk shit on religion. I really, be- I, I really do. Because it's it is a it is a story, it's a great story. Learn a lot of important lessons from it. Ultimately is it is a uh, it is a story, and it makes so many people so much happier and so much more comfortable every day. And I don't want to take that from them. But it's an invisible man yeah. sitting at a pair of gates made out of light in the sky.
0: That and sounds
1: pretty yeah, I I know. I very badly want it to be true. But nobody can prove it, you know.
0: It's you know?
1: true. So, <laughs> nobody can prove that that's true. It's, so,
0: so you went. So all of your, uh, underschooling or whatever was Catholic school. Do you were you was there a point where you were like, I don't know if I believe any of this.
1: Uh yeah. It took a quite a long. Well, okay. So let's refine the the dogma that I ascribe to a bit. <laughs> um. I uh, don't care if there's a god. I feel like that's a, a relatively unique position. There very well could be, you know, right. because if you believe in science, then you have to believe in like the infinite and the idea of like anything could, yeah. right. any you know, it's not just anything could happen. It's that it probably does. There are probably godlike creatures in some dimension somewhere, probably omnipotent. Probably like, you know, they control the atom like or the atom, the earth, like I control like like this or, or the lip. atom. Yeah. Oh, fucking everything, you know. But um that that thing does not give a shit about you and me. It does not care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. At least not in this universe. There might be a different universe where he proves his his I and it's a man, okay. It's God is a man. And <laughs> I I feel like in that universe, uh mate. oh sorry, hang on. My tiny dog is here. Interested in why um, I'm shouting. Um, probably in a different universe other than this one, he's proven his existence. It has proven its existence. She has proven its her existence. Um, you know, but it's not this one. <laughs> and so, you know, in this universe, which is the one that I really care about, is the one that I'm in right now talking right. to you, there is no way to prove that God exists. And uh, the way that God's been defined is, um, you know uh not scientifically accurate not truthful i, I don't know you know just can't be proved and so i don't concern myself with that yeah you know there's a lot of life to live there's a lot of way cool shit to think about i'm not just going to think about one thing for the rest of my life and just mm. fucking cross my fingers and hope i'm thinking about the right thing <laughs> you know yeah i'm not going to do that uh, but yeah, you know, there might be very well be another being that we can't comprehend its power and omnipotence, but you know, it, it, there's nothing that I will do to appease that thing. And there's nothing that it's done so far that proves that it exists to me. So I, I just don't take it very seriously. Yeah. I think that's my, that's my religion, if you will. Mm. <laughs> so I'm not a hardcore atheist though. I just, I, I really just don't want to put the time and effort into thinking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. There are so many things that are more important for sure
0: I, yeah yeah it's uh yeah i've are
1: I've, you religious Do you go to church every week
0: <laughs> no uh no oh, yeah. i'm 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 uh whatever typical, that's okay
1: uh, there's for all we know you go to church every week and then you still wouldn't get into heaven you'd still be in eternal pain and suffering for in, infinite you know you mm-hmm. have no idea that's the thing it's like why would i like imagine a roulette table? And, like, there's all kinds of, like, there's fucking cool icons on a lot of them. There's, like, weed, and then there's a diamond, and then there's a money symbol, and there's, like, a 69. uh, And then there's just, like, you know, a frowny face, like, just unlike one of them. I'm not fucking betting on that frowny face thing at the roulette table, you Mm. know? Everything else sounds way cooler. I'll go for that instead. They're all an equal chance of going to hell or heaven. We have no idea. It's true. So, other than, like, what one important person told us a long time ago. Yeah. That has been since retranslated like in a thousand different ways to appease the needs of rich people throughout like all of recorded history. Yeah. Yeah. So. Are you, uh... I was going to show this to my colleagues at work. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to piss a lot of them, a lot of them off. Maybe not a lot of them, probably just like, you know, the ones that I, whose opinion I don't care yeah,
0: about. Sorry. Do you, do you work, <laughs> you work at a Knights of Columbus. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a teacher at a Catholic grade school. I teach the children yeah. uh, about the Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, I work at a uh, very large media company, one of the one of the largest media companies. And so I'm sure that there is someone somewhere out of their 50,000 employees or 35,000 employees or whatever who would take a grave offense at what I said. Yeah. You know. So Good thing it's in a public forum that's going to be broadcast <laughs> yeah. to as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, nobody, nobody. you know, I'm just some dude just talking out into the, the ether, yeah. you know.
1: that's fine. What's yeah. What podcasting is for.
0: Exactly. What podcasting right now? Exactly. Shit, yeah. You know? Yeah. Fucking
1: Wild West.
0: It's true. To, oh. oh, man. The, uh, I don't know. Did, so your parents weren't super... Uh, religious did, was like I don't, I don't know why this was a thing I remember as a kid but it was like like I guess ghosts spirits was that did did you have any like I don't know because I guess whenever I was a kid I was like shit these things this is all real so there's like ghosts are real and like ghosts yeah, are real oh okay like to in combination with, I guess it was like piggybacking off of
1: when did you stop believing Catholic. ghosts are real.
0: Ah, have I
1: stopped? Uh, was, it, was it like like six months ago? Have I stopped?
0: No. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I don't know. I guess the same time around being not interested in Catholicism. I guess probably around then. I don't know. I like to. It's fun. Did
1: you get? Con- did you get confirmed?
0: Yeah. You did get confirmed. Oh yeah.
1: I remember telling my mom. Okay, then that's that. That's the line. I remember telling my mother. When I was 17, you get confirmed when you're 17, right? Senior year of high school?
0: Uh, or like teenage. They don't wait until yeah. you're an adult. They right? got to
1: gotta nab that early.
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think wait. I was 13, maybe. 13? Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: I think it was later for me. I was in high school. I remember that for sure. Um, But I remember telling my mom, like I was, it was like my first like adult thing to say to her was like, mom, um, I'm not getting confirmed. And she said, what? And I said, I'm not getting confirmed. And I remember she didn't say anything. It's like one of the few times this has happened. She just stared at like the kitchen sink and just shook her head like this with her, yeah. her eyes closed. And I just kind of stood there for a, like a while. And then I just walked out of the room and we never spoke of it since then. Damn. She, was very, she was slightly disappointed, but she, like everyone else, with like any reason in their mind, has to admit that it's just a fucking story. Yeah. That no one can prove. So that was the end of that. Oh, and then God I never God. went to church again. She never made me go again. Yeah. Did your parents have periods where they would like make you go to church for like three, four weeks and then they'd forget about it for a while.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then whenever Easter would roll around, have to go Easter. Yeah, have, have, Do you go on Christmas too? Have to go on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. All right. They did that. My parents did the same thing too. I think it was like, it was like, They were taxed in some strange way by the school, though, in some way or another, if like they didn't go. If we don't see you,
0: if we don't see somebody from the the Woods family.
1: Dude, like, I'm really not joking. Like the the fucking Catholic Church that, uh, well, the school at the Catholic Church that my younger brother and sister went to, they got charged a uh, non-parishioner fee if they didn't show up to a certain amount of masses each month. They could miss like one mass. It was like sick days at work. You can only take like three or four like masses off a year. But if you did, then they like sent you a bill in the mail because you weren't there like listening to this guy talk about like why women have to have children. They have to. So
0: yeah, man. like
1: so I never I never went back after that. Yeah. <laughs> after I told my mom that I wasn't getting confirmed in that fucking weirdo church. Yeah. That big, beautiful building.
0: You know. Oh, gorgeous. Statue statues got like, like,
1: laminated wood. <laughs> the entire place just meant to look like the fucking inside of a white castle with pews instead
0: so some people would consider white castle their church i think
1: yeah you know what i like white castle a lot i would have gone to church a lot more if they'd put a fucking tiny burger instead of a instead of a communion wafer oh, shit. i'd go to church every week then get my free white castle be awesome yeah they, the true yeah. body of
0: christ yeah, they've got they've got the altar boy with the little thing under you, under your mouth.
1: <laughs> it's a really good image. Alter boy
0: just, of just holding a,
1: a tiny burger, just like this yeah, big.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Place
1: a tiny burger on your tongue.
0: <laughs> slider, slider of Christ. Yeah, they put it on there. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, ass burgers indeed. <laughs>
0: So well, let's shift gears here. What uh, what made you want to uh do uh, uh computer programming? Uh, Software money. development.
1: Yeah. Yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I guess okay, so I should refine that. It wasn't just money. It was um I so I worked at just the worst soul-sucking job of all time. Straight it was like must have been in like 2019. Yeah. 2019, I think. Um Like, yeah, right before the pandemic, because I I I was a copywriter for a long time for like 10, like 10 years, more than 10 years, like 12 years. And, um, I got laid off at a job, which is like, fine. I figured I'd go and get another copywriter job. And then I didn't, um, because I was working at a place that let me work remote with like before the pandemic. So I had been working for this place for like five and a half years that let me work remote as a copywriter. And that was the job that I wanted, uh, you know. And, uh, when I lost that job because it was for a collection agent, well, not a collection agency, a company that made software for collection agencies. Yeah. Um, yeah. not exactly a high growth sector in the, in the American corporate landscape debt, debt collection. Um, and, uh, so they laid me off and I couldn't find another job to work remote. And so I started working for this, uh, this other place, some like marketing agency and, uh. They, it was high volume SEO copywriting. I had to write, let me think, eight or art, seven articles per day. Cause I got, I had to write an article an hour that was each 500 Jesus. words on. Yeah. So I had to write 3,500 words a day, eight hours a day, five days a week remote. And I was getting paid like two thirds of what I was making at the previous place. And they were constantly giving me grief for traveling and working at the same time. They wanted me to be at like the same desk every day, even Wait. though it wasn't on like a desk at their place of business. You're remote. Yeah. 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 And, um, so I, oh, it was just a fucking awful place. Yeah. I could go on for hours anyway. So, but they let me work remote. Okay. And so, um, my entire lifestyle had been, had revolved around the fact that I could work remote. Cause I couldn't, I obviously couldn't go on tour with a, like a rock band that paid me $0 every year. Um, and uh, have a wife and kid and a mortgage at home and not work remote. You know, I couldn't do all that at the same time. Right. And so um, about six months into this soul sucking job, um, I was constantly upset with my uh, wife and my child for no reason, because it was just eating my like personality away. Just writing. It was all about use, like used cars too. Like I was just writing oh, car dealerships, like, Dude, it is fucking. Randy's crazy.
0: Chevrolet. Oh, dude, and like, <laughs> I,
1: I, I could send you some of this. Card. Like, all these people like making restaurant recommendations, like restaurant recommendations from your local used car dealership, yes. or it. like, I remember writing uh, the top four horse farm tours outside Lexington, <laughs> Kentucky was the headline that I that I wrote down into a thing. Stop the then presses! And sent it to somebody, yeah. and then somebody put it on the internet. And then for some, or somehow people buy used cars because of that. Anyway, Buddy. so that's what I was doing. And um, I came home one day and I I told Kate, I said, Kate, um, this job is making me miserable. And she said, yes, I know. It, it's been like that for a long time. And what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to figure out how to get a new job. And so I woke up the next day and I Googled best jobs in the U S on Google. Right. And, um, the number one job was software developer and then everything else was healthcare related. And I was not interested in working in healthcare because that's profit off of the death and suffering of other human beings. And so I didn't want to do that. And, um, so I, uh, looked up how do I be a software developer and um, there was a boot camp that showed up in the number one ad search listing, and I clicked on it, and it said this costs $10,000 for six months, and uh, you're guaranteed to get your money back if you don't find a job. And I said, okay, that sounds about right. And so I signed up for a $10,000 boot camp bill, and I quit my job and um, started doing that. It was like entirely out of desperation, and it was be- the main reason was because software developers all work remote. As you're like well aware, not yeah. all of us, but a far more significant portion for a far exactly. longer period of time than any other profession. And so it seemed like a very satisfying job and um, it seemed like I could bullshit my way into it if I really had to. If I really didn't figure any of that shit out, which is what I was worried about, that I wouldn't be able to learn how to
0: do right. it, Yeah. Um,
1: I would be able to pretend as if I was a software developer and still make about as much as I was at the place before that. And if there's one thing I can do, it's bullshit. I can do that really good. I feel you. like yep. second nature to yours, truly. Um, and so that's why uh, that, that's why I signed up for that boot camp. And, um, you know, I had paid so much to do it that uh, it was the motivating factor the whole time. Whenever I got frustrated or something like that, I would stop for five minutes and I'd do something else. And then I'd go, wait a minute, you have to pay fucking ten thousand dollars off. Yeah, you got to fucking pay that bill. Yeah. <laughs> better figure it out. So that's what I did. Um, and then I took a, you know, a, a garbage for a software job right out of that boot camp, And then I took a startup job that was really hard, but really fun. Um, and now I work for, uh, the Batman. So that's what my job is. So <laughs> uh, the Batman and HBO. Rob,
0: so Ro- Robat or whatever. Uh, have you have you, Bat- you have you yeah uh, Robert Pattinson Batman Oh yeah
1: yeah 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 Rob Pattinson Yeah The uh, remember.
0: Have you seen the Batman?
1: I haven't seen the Batman yet actually. It's good. I that's get good. so I, I work for uh I work for Warner Media which is Warner Brothers basically uh soon to be Warner Brothers Discovery formerly uh, yeah. of AT&T Discovery
0: you know? Plus yeah I yeah. You know
1: what a pedigree, you know, (laughs) what just, it's what I just described is like a stock photo of just two like white hands shaking with like cuffs. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Uh, So um, anyway, uh, they Warner Brothers is uh, really awesome, actually. And it's really cool that uh, I get to like, just basically watch friends all day and figure out how to get friends to more people. Damn or the Batman, for example, or damn HBO damn or damn CNN damn. or fucking Cartoon Network or any of these other cool places. Um, and I get access to this really cool screeners app that just lets gives me the access to all of Warner Brothers content throughout all of history. Damn it's really damn. cool. And um, I thought that the Batman was going to be on it. So I didn't go to see the movie and I didn't show up. Oh, so I haven't seen
0: it. Yeah, fuck. It's worth. a worth the that's watch. That's right. It's good.
1: Yeah. It was a long tale. I knew the Batman was coming eventually, so I decided to become a software developer the so long, I could get early
0: access to the film. The long yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. Uh, do you get any sweet uh, 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 Six Flags kickback? Have you, have uh, to... That's
1: a great question. Actually, I know. I I should really look into it.
0: Uh, Where's the closest I'm... Six Flags to you?
1: Ooh, Six Flags Great America in Illinois. It's the second largest, right behind Magic Mountain, I think. Oh, okay. So you have one down in
0: Alabama, right? We no, there was uh, there was Jazzland in New Orleans, which shut that down.
1: That, Kat- K- that doesn't sound as cool. Jazz Katrina? is cool, but Jazzland does not sound as cool no, as Six Flags Great America.
0: There's <laughs> there's one in Atlanta. That's probably the closest one. Yeah. Uh, okay. There you
1: go. Cool. Uh, yeah, we got the one with the Spider or Spider-Man with the Superman ride where like you face like flat down with nothing beneath you and then you just fly through the air like a bird, 75 miles an hour or something crazy. So I've been there before. They have like a big Halloween thing like every October or two. It's really awesome. Put a fucking like giant inflatable spider on the side of the American Eagle, which is like a 200 year old roller coaster or something like that. Yeah. The stench of death overwhelms you as you climb on it.
0: If uh, yeah, if there's anything that's like first introduced at the World's Fair, I'm not. I don't know if I want to uh, oh, experience. Well, you got to
1: go. It's like right. It's like it's like a rideable museum exhibit or something <laughs> like that. It's great.
0: Oh man, the um, but like, I I pretty much got into the same into software development for the same reason of like. How can I work and make <laughs> maximize my money, lower my level of effort, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, that's uh, the thing, though.
1: You yeah. put a lot – I mean, you had to put a lot of effort in
0: to learn yeah. this shit. Yeah, this that's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you're just basically front-loading, you know? Yeah. Uh, it is kind of a dive, too. Like, I feel – seems like a lot of the software developers that I, I've met – um, and reason, like, I think a lot more recently people have like the secret has kind of gotten out and there's a lot of people that are at least like giving it a try, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of them started just so impossibly young. Like they, there's like this scooped out middle, like there's nobody that's like, the mids are like, scooped. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah, nobody is, like, fucking Applebee's and like, just React code, you know? Right. Like, what I what I serve is, like, just, I, I'm I'm at the scratch kitchen Olive Garden, you know, before <laughs> it turns into the vacuum-packed Olive Garden. Yeah. So, I'm still earning, like, you know, the middle kind of wage or something like that. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like, I know a lot of people who started, like, working on computers when they were, like, fucking between three and eight years old. Right. You know, it's yeah. something impossible number. And then, like after that, it kind of petered out a little bit. I feel, and now it's like a bunch of people in their thirties that are all like realizing how soul-sucking most corporate America work yeah. is and how meaningless it is. Yeah. And you can actually like make shit that's useful for like a living. If you spend yeah. just like six months putting your head down. Forget about all that bullshit you tried to learn about in a four-year university. Yeah. Like, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, my first go around at college i got an english uh, english lit degree and yeah. so journalism like, yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah. similar and so it's like and then i spent some time in the in the public sector and they expect results you yeah. know yeah it's like ghostbusters quote uh but <laughs> but
1: uh was that environmental dude the original ghostbusters he say that or does he say that
0: i don't know my ghostbusters dan, lore well enough dan Aykroyd said that once
1: oh, okay yeah. no then i'm thinking of the wrong person
0: Uh, but like, but yeah, yeah. Like you get in outside of college the first go around and you get in the real world and you're like, fuck man, this, I feel like I'm just fucking puttering along and then, yeah. yeah, And then yeah, for whatever reason I was, yeah.
1: Well, but you don't put I mean, it's not like you, the the kind of people who get like very well-paying jobs, despite having like a liberal arts degree from a respectable university I feel like those are the people that got the memo early that they still have to learn a skill. Like they still have to learn to do something, you yeah. know? And I feel like, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't an English major, I was a journalism major. And like they teach you how, how to write well in journalism school, you know? Right. Um, but there's no real discussion about how like that skill applies to somewhere that's going to pay you money other than working for like a newspaper which was just, like, when I graduated school in 2006, that was just, like, the most impossible career. (laughs) Like, you know, Facebook was invented, like, 2004. It was, like, right when the bottom fell out of just, like, like, earned media in general, I feel like. Um, And I feel like if I had just been made to take, like, an intro, intro, like, like C++ class or something like that. Yeah, man. Because I know nobody, like, gave a, a shit about JavaScript, basically, until the iPhone came out, essentially. Um, like, I feel like if I had just gotten that a little bit, I wouldn't have been as freaked out by the idea of working in, in computers, like, professionally, you know? I fucking love it, dude. It's, oh, yeah. It, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's super tight. It's like playing video games for a living in some strange, abstract kind of way.
0: Oh, well, yeah. It's, um, it's like the – for me, my favorite thing – Well, it's like the double-edged sword of like, I don't know how this is going to work. And you bang your Mm -hmm. head and you're just like, fuck, I don't know if this is going to work. And then a week later, you figure it out and you're like, I'm the smartest man alive, you know, or whatever, (laughs) you know. And you got something
1: that you can show people, that it does
0: something, you
1: know. You're a C-sharp programmer, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, almost everything I write is in JavaScript. And it's like, I I, I probably wouldn't... um, I worked in C-sharp actually for like 10 months. My, my first like bullshit internship style job, like out of uh, bootcamp stuff was working in like C-sharp angular. Uh, what was the ORM entity Framework, like that kind of stuff. And yeah. I still, I, I had no idea what I was doing for like nine or 10 months, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you, can you just sum up succinctly what the point of an interface is?
0: It's like an agreement, you know.
1: Why is why is that important?
0: I don't know. I don't know. That's the uh, that's the like. like, See, that's that's, okay. That's the interview answer of like explain the difference between an interface and a uh, and and a type. (laughs) What do they know? They always say interface and a uh, some uh, abstract class, and I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know. I know interface is like an agreement. You know, it's like a uh, kind of like... You have a, to have
1: all the shit that's in the interface. Yeah. Or not. If you have a question mark after the thing, it might be in there then, you know? But nothing more than that. Nothing less, you know? I don't know. I just,
0: I, I just Google, you know? and I just okay. Google. I, so, but I'm a Googler. Stop.
1: Like, that's the practical... Like, when... Like, if you're working from a blank screen, right? This is my question for just object-oriented programmers just in general. If you're working from a blank screen... And you're just like hearing some guy's like wacky idea. Like he's just like blowing lines off a table and being like, I got so many ideas and you're going to make me apps for all of them. Yeah, okay. And he's like throwing money at you. And like, <laughs> and, and, and you have like a computer and that's it. You're just like starting from the beginning, just like hacker man away. Hacker um, man.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and like you, you get what, at what point do you go? I need an interface.
0: I don't know. I've see, I haven't done
1: enough. That's like, what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't figure it out. At what point does it become useful? besides IntelliSense, like just telling you, I guess like it gives you notes on like what you have to put into a function for that function to do the thing that it's supposed to do.
0: Yeah. You no,
1: know? but so is it just like a develop, like an other developers kind of thing? Is it important when you get to a certain scale?
0: <laughs> I guess I've never been, I've never done like a from scratch coding What do they call it green. Uh, what do they fucking call it
1: from a blank screen.
0: Yeah. It, they call it uh not, I can't remember. Green something, uh, yeah. like green pasture, not green pasture, but like green field coding. And, uh, yeah. it's just like from nothing. And so I've never had to be like, oh, maybe I should. Everything I've done professionally has been like, we already have this monolithic thing. It barely works. Right. Keep you got it. Yeah. For the so. love of God. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Uh, oh, dude, that's my favorite kind of thing to do when it comes to writing just code in general starting from nothing so much that's the cool that's like the the big hook that like kept me in it was just like being able to think up wacky ideas and then just be able to like make them yeah. on like nothing yeah. like i think that is just the tightest idea what come here
0: can you show can just, your dog yeah i can show my dog he's like this big oh yeah ah. what, is, what is that is that a chihuahua thing when mixed. He's, thing? yeah
1: he's he's mostly a chihuahua love it this great beauty What's, it's very what's, small. What's the name of the dog? Didi, Like the Ramon. Like, who wrote all the good Ramon songs.
0: Nice. I've heard of him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of a heroin overdose. We're hey, preparing man. him. He does it every night. We sit him down and yeah. we fucking pull out that syringe and we're like, "Didi, here's your spoon. He gets all excited yeah, when man. he sees the spoon come hey,
0: out. Yeah, dude. If you, if if all your spoons go missing, you know.
1: Yeah. Didi doesn't appreciate this joke. <laughs> Me making fun of the, the heroin community. <laughs>
0: Which is a strong listenership of this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's right. Were you sure. are you were you a big Ramones person? Did you have a big Ramones period in your life? Oh, or are yeah. you still a Ramones person.
1: Yeah, I'm still a Ramones okay. person. Me too. I love the Ramones. Yeah, yeah. I uh, uh, what's your favorite Ramones album?
0: Uh, well, it's weird. Okay, because I like obviously the very first stuff but I like the weirder when CJ joins a band and he's doing DD songs. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I, don't I think know. there's good parts. I think there's good songs in every, every excuse me, era of the Ramones career. Um, they were like barely a band for me, like growing up though. I remember seeing them me on the Me too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like and they were more of like this idea of a band. Like it was like, they were like the Elvira of music. Right. Or like the David S. Pumpkins of music like you kind of David get what that's going for it, yeah. but like you don't like and David S. pumpkins is just an excellent vehicle for a certain kind of feeling that I have about just like rebellious youth culture in general. Yeah. It's like you kind of recognize what they what they're going for with said character but you don't really know. Right. You know? It's like they're like a boy band but they're also like criminals and like but the girls are supposed to love them but like and your mom's supposed to love them but your dad hates them. Like yeah. I don't I, I don't get where like the mixture came from. Just like 60s excess. Like like rotting 60s excess just distilled into a group like that.
0: Do, uh, do you have like maybe a, a do you have a group of songs that's like you're like oh man. Outside I don't know. It's oh tough. yeah. Tough question.
1: Like, hang on. I've got like we played Direct Hit Play to Ramon's set a few years ago. I'm trying okay. to see what we had on it. Uh, I don't have it on my phone but uh, yeah we did like I don't know. Rocket to Russia is my favorite album of theirs. I feel like it's, like, self-titled, then Rocket to Russia is better, and then after that, it's just, like, a like a mishmash of just, like, strange media. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. Uh, uh, Bonzo Goes to Bitburg. Yeah. Like, I love that song. Uh, Somebody Left Something in My Drink, whatever that song is. So about it. Yeah. Yeah. End of the century. Like, the whole, most of End of the Century... I think is actually really good, even though it's like not good objectively. Yeah. You no, know?
0: I like uh subterranean jungle is cool because it's when they're starting to get like weird. Yeah. Like have weird yeah. like they would have like classic Ramon sounding songs and then yeah. they would have like. All right, let's get weird. On yeah. It.
1: Yeah. Uh, what was that? That one that they did? The fucking Tom Waits cover. Uh I don't want to grow up. Yeah. That one too. When I'm not, and it's like super polished guitars. Like, I feel like that's just the song that every like modern Ramones core band just listened to and just ripped off.
0: Yeah. For all of eternity. I like, uh, I don't know. Songs like Poison Heart and like Pet
1: Cemetery. Later
0: on, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. yeah. Classics. Yeah.
1: Pet Cemetery. It's like, I don't know. There's kind of like a, a weird, crass commercialism to that band. And, like, the tragedy that they all befell, like, every one of them, with, like, just Tommy around to witness, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Ramones died penniless and hating each other. It's crazy to think about.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, you know, I don't <laughs> know if you've listened to the, the Stern, like, Marky Ramone, Stern show, like, Marky Ramone no. and uh, Joey Ramone both, like, just screaming at each other, like,
1: Dude, on Howard Stern, they're both on at the same time.
0: It's I can't remember if Marky is in the studio and Joey is calling in, or if they're both just calling in because they're both like, you know, Joey Ramone saying to Marky Ramone, "Like you wear a fucking wig, everybody knows you're bald," and <laughs> and Marky Ramone talking to Joey Ramone's like, "You're a dry drunk. Everybody knows, you know, you're not drinking, <laughs> um, but you're still dude. a drunk," and it's like. <laughs> Oh my god. Of course Howard Stern is can can like You imagine oh.
1: calling somebody in like a public place like on a radio show and being like you're still an addict even though you haven't drank in right. years like oh man that's so brutal. And they and then they made like I don't know some like like basically defined a, a genre yeah. of music, you know? It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's Pet yeah.
1: Cemetery is just like a crass like shitty throwaway song for like a fucking Stephen King movie, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, I love it though.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's and like if you uh I don't, have you watched that uh Dee Ramone documentary is is DD Home? No, I haven't actually. It's worth a watch. Uh I think it's on YouTube. But it's like about his later like I think it's like Right before like D. D. he dies.
1: Uh, oh, oh, okay. Wait, did you listen to D.D. King, his rap project?
0: Yeah, oh, his yeah. Rap album? oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Isn't it funny that, like, the verses in that are just so laughably bad, but then the choruses are like, it's a pretty fucking good chorus. Yeah, you, can write some <laughs> you can
0: write a hit, man. <laughs> yeah, But you yeah. can write a
1: chorus. I don't yeah. know if you can write a hit.
0: But, yeah, you think about, like, D.D. Ramone, this, like, you know, whatever, addict, like, Kind of, I don't. Kind of dumb guy, but like some of the songs and some of the lyrics are like kind of pro lit, like uh, poetic or whatever. Oh, dude, like it's just like, where did this come from? Yeah,
1: knowing the drama behind that band too, and hearing, I don't know, dude, like you know that Bonzo goes to Bitburg was like basically Joey just calling, or not Joey? Yeah, it was Joey. Joey calling Johnny a racist. Yeah. Essentially. yeah cuz like Joey was like such a big supporter of Ronald Reagan and then dude was like over doing so- like honoring like Nazi soldiers or something <laughs> like that you know and like the only reason that he wrote it was just to piss Joey off or yeah, piss Johnny off yeah man KKK um, took
0: my baby away dude, same thing yeah, yeah. Like,
1: a, a ridiculous story you know and to be in like a band with that person not making any money just like fucking like I hate this guy, but like success is just around the corner. Yeah. If we just write this, this song for the end credits of Pet Cemetery, right? You know, what is the song going to be? Uh, uh, pets. Uh, I don't want to be buried. <laughs> that's it. Print it. Just it, record it right ship now. Ship it. You know, <laughs> exactly. And it's a great song. Yeah. Like that's why, that's why there's such a good band. It's such a good song. And it was very obviously just slapped together, you know? Yeah my producers and people that took all the money that they were supposed to get. It's awful to think about, but it's a great story.
0: Yeah. There's, so, there's a good, uh, Johnny Ramon quote. That's like, uh, so, somebody was asking him like, Hey, how, you know, it sounds like y'all just like hate each other. How can, why are you still in a band together? He's like, I don't know. You know, I'm sure the New York Yankees don't like each other all the time, but they go out and play. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Johnny who said uh, after Joey died, when he when he skipped seeing Joey for the last time, uh, it, he uh, I think his like his final like interview line or something like that was about how much he hated everybody else. But you know the Ramones were a fucking awesome band, and like he knew it, and they all knew it. You know, um, I don't know. It's heartwarming and sad in a way. It's a really really good story. I yeah. think. Mm. Mm. I'm getting all wistful about like a, a fucking band that I never met, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, yeah, but like it was the same for me where it, it took me a while to obviously I knew like, you know, the hits like uh, growing up, but I don't know, I guess until. What were like, the hits
1: and, to you? The Ramones hits? Blitzkrieg Bop, obviously. Right,
0: yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe Rockaway Beach. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Rock and roll high school. Maybe. Yeah. Rock know.
1: and roll high school. Which album was rock and roll high school on? Was that end of the century? Didn't they? No, have, I think it was just the sound or was it just the sound? The soundtrack. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just picturing Joey just on the hood of a car, like walking like a pan. Why, why are you doing that? Hey man, <laughs> the,
0: uh, the anti rock rock and roll star. You know, yeah. Joey exactly. Ramone. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Uh but direct hit, man. Take yeah. it to take it to direct hit. Let's let's move.
1: Why uh, am I what do you want to know about direct hit?
0: I don't know. Uh
1: <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I write the songs. That's, that's pretty much yeah, it. Uh, it's a hobby that a lot of people cared about. Uh and it seems like people still care about and have yeah. for like quite a while now at this point. Yeah. I started direct hit like dude, it's twenty twenty two? Yeah. Dude. April 19th, that was uh, the date of our first show. It will be 15 years since our first show in less than a month. Man, fuck you. Why'd you remind me about that? I didn't, break, wild. I, didn't
0: I didn't say, you know,
1: think about it. It sounds, it sounds like you fucking said it. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you fucking said it. What's, yeah. We've been a band for 15 years. I say we, uh, Devin's been in the band for since 2009. So that's yeah. like, I don't know. 9 10 11 12 13 years so Long yeah time. it would have been way easier for me just to think of 2007 versus 2009 he joined 2 years after the band started um or maybe it was later than that actually i think it was later than that i don't remember doesn't matter <laughs> um so uh but yeah i started directing in 2007 cuz i was working at a call center all i ever wanted to do was play in a band and so that's why i have the job that i do now honestly Uh, I know that this podcast is at least tangentially related to programming. I would know nothing about computer programming if it wasn't for direct hit because I wouldn't have been motivated to learn it in the first place. It's true. Um, And what else? Probably learned more about Planet Earth being in that band, this band, than uh, any other class I've ever taken. I love it.
0: Through touring and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Pretty much about everything, man. Touring's great. Yeah. (laughs) Like, trying to figure out how to make something from nothing you know? yeah man
0: that's you just gotta fucking get out there and do it and then like i don't know eat shit for a while and figure out how to not eat shit
1: just gotta make shit man yeah you gotta, you gotta like enjoy eating the shit that's yeah. that's the thing <laughs> yeah so no i've loved every part of it uh i don't know i played i played music since i was a really little kid um i played basically my entire uh life was video games until i picked up a guitar. Which kind of uh, I guess would surprise few people <laughs> now that I'm a computer programmer, since yeah. I was always interested in computers in one way or another. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I started my first band when I was in seventh grade. I started booking shows at churches. Um, of course, when I was in high school.
0: What was the yeah. What was the name of your first band? Uh, what was the name of
1: my first band? Blackout Orange. We covered the Prodigy. <laughs>
0: Firestarter?
1: The... What's that? Firestarter? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. It's
0: not Firestarter. Uh, it's the other one. Smack my bitch up.
1: Uh I don't think it was Smack My Bitch up. Actually I think it was Firestarter. Now I wanna
0: they, there's no only... there's they got all you know, to me there might be some English person listening being like Oi Prodigy has you know I talked
1: to another guy on his podcast about prodigy uh, I like the prodigy I think yeah. uh, if this Did is can do your simple tax return Did turbo
0: you, tax is not okay. sponsoring it's over <laughs> oh hang on now let's bring
1: it on and say it's all good so, um anyway I uh, Will we wait for this to come on. It's so got to can... be Firestarter,
0: right? That was the...
1: I think it has to be Firestarter because the only other hit was "Smack My Bitch Up," and uh, I would, I would.
0: Seven. Yeah, there you go.
1: Wait a minute. It's not Firestarter. <clears throat> what? How does the? They got two course... songs, Nick. It's not smack my bitch up. Want now I have to check if it is or not. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna look on. Uh, smack
1: my bitch up.
0: I'm gonna look on Spotify the- to see what their top songs are, and we'll just see here. Breathe.
1: Yes, that was the one. I think. Breathe. Damn it. Oh yeah, you're right.
0: That's the one. Yeah, Breathe.
1: That's the song. Yeah, you covered that, son. Um, and we covered the Deftones, and Refused, and basically like all of the like the transitional hardcore to new metal because there was Jark. more, yeah, just more Moody. metal. That's true. You know? Yeah. Earth Crisis, Earth. that was up there too.
0: Were you, you gonna know? get the uh, the Earth Crisis? Was you know Earth Crisis guy with the neck tattoo or the he's got Earth Crisis on his face?
1: What if you mash up Earth Crisis? And The Talking Heads. So it's like Earth Crisis and Giant Suits. And the band is called Girth Crisis instead.
0: <sighs> Shit. Love it. Send me money. Send it now. <laughs> Send it. Earth, Earth Crisis, if you're listening. Uh, David Byrne, if you're listening.
1: <laughs> Dude. David Byrne produced Earth Crisis album. Imagine that. I love it. It'd probably sound a lot like Refuse, honestly.
0: <laughs> the... Uh... Uh, so you've been seventh grade and then obviously like I, I, to me, like booking shows at a church, that's like, duh, that's what you would have done. Like where else would you have Yeah. like, yeah, I lived
1: what? out in the country. Uh, and, um, that was like the only place that you could go to hang out yeah. like with your friends in like a chaperoned like environment. Yeah. Kinda. So, and I went to an all boys Catholic school, so I never saw girls at like at school. So, right. I had to meet the opposite sex one way or another. So why not do it in a tightly controlled church basement with a bunch of kids covering fucking like prodigy. <laughs> so no, by that time when I was in high school, I was playing in a pop punk band called pleasant street with my friend, Chris. And, uh, I think that was when I started getting into like, like, I don't know, act like pop punk, you know, like, small enough punk where it wasn't like on the radio or on MTV V two late at night. Yeah. You know? Uh, and um, yeah, that's when I like heard about fat records and spent all of my money on them for like three, four years. Yeah. like that. So.
0: Getting, yeah. Yeah. Getting the, uh, the different compilations, uh, you know.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Day in and day out. Yeah. Loved it. Well, Always yeah. would stick to the D4 track
0: on them. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Did D4, you?
1: Lawrence Arms, anybody with a scratchy voice—that was what I was into.
0: The uh, did did you have the um, what was it called the compilation where like all the songs were like thirty seconds?
1: Uh, was it short music for short people? Yeah, short music for short people. I think. In a second, <laughs> I'm gonna Google that. Short music, for short people. There's no shame in Googling. That's what no, I do for. That's day. yeah exactly day day. yeah. Uh yeah, that's short music for short people. Ninety nine. That was I, I, I didn't know short music for short people because I didn't how old was I in ninety nine? I was only like fourteen or fifteen. I oh, didn't yeah. get into like fat until you know, fifteen, sixteen. Okay. And like you're
0: that. you're the oldest, right? Of your siblings. In my family? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. See, so so yeah, I'm I'm the youngest. So I had like oh, the okay. I had the punk rock uh middle brother right above oh, me.
1: I had my cousin Mike for that. Yeah. I remember I remember sitting in his uh in my aunt's, his mom's basement, and like he was like, You gotta listen to this. And he like he pulled me, he's like two, three years older than me. And Mike's like huge, he's like six foot five football player. I thought he was awesome when I was when I was in fourth grade. And he's like, Listen, and it was fucking Longview by Green Day. And uh he turned it up just slightly louder when he said fuck in the middle of it. I was like, You fuck, you hear it. He said it. Yeah he was like, yeah, there's a lot of bands that do this. You should check it out. And he had Earth Crisis and the and the Bull Weevils. Okay. Uh, and so I was like 10 at the time. But I remember thinking that that was – and then like right after that, like I didn't make the leap into thinking I should look up other bands in this genre. I just like started asking like who else says fuck in their music. And then it was just like Metallica, Marilyn Manson, uh, new metal, basically from fifth, sixth grade, yeah. that kind of area. So – but yeah, I uh when somebody kind of mentioned to me that um you could just book your own show at like a place and like play your own music, that was when I, I'd sort of dove in, I yeah. guess. So Damn. That when did you start true. going to shows?
0: <sighs> my so I was like the annoying younger brother and my brother was in punk bands, and so I would be like trying to tag along and he'd be like, nah, it's, it's fucking nah. It, <laughs>
1: Cigarettes outside the church. Probably, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And so, I don't know, probably like 14, 15, that area. Yeah. Yeah, going to yeah, go, going to church shows or like, you know, uh, this place in Mobile uh, called the Ugly Mug. It was the the Christian uh, youth group, new metal, uh
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Straight flat. (laughs) I know exactly
1: what it's like. Yeah. 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 You already know. Yeah. Yeah. You got (laughs) a
0: picture in your brain. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, it's weird to think about it now and then think about like going to shows and playing shows now with like adult people. I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad people still do it. Yeah. I love it a lot. It's been kind of shitty the last two years, not being able to do it. Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I've learned a lot from doing it. I, I feel like being able to just experience a culture in a different place that's not your hometown where you're not eating out at a restaurant and there's somebody serving you. Yeah. Being able to actually sit at somebody's kitchen table and see what the inside of somebody else's house looks like that you never would have been able to like, you know, commune with otherwise, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, being able to be creative when you don't feel like being creative, developing that as a skill, Um, you know, learning how to uh, feel like there's like very simple truths that you learn from it. Have you ever did you ever see the Fire Festival documentary?
0: Yeah, yeah. I you watched watch both it? of them, the Netflix and the uh Hulu one. I don't
1: rem- I don't remember which one was the good one, but I I feel like one of the points that they made really effectively in that movie is that um Fire Festival didn't collapse because of like, you know, bad funding or like not cool enough influencers or bad talent on the main bill. It collapsed because there were no fucking toilets you know infrastructure there's no, no plumbing yeah. there's no electricity like the the very basicest of things you know i mean it's like people talk a big game about like creative strategy and advertising or something like yeah. that advertising as a game is just based on how many people you can send a message to like if you have the means to be able to do it it's whoever can do that the best yeah you know and so like learning how to get a message out i from nothing yeah. you know like just sort of figuring out how to make those tiny little things sort of like kind of happen you know i think that's what they call like a work ethic (laughs) like a weird way (laughs) it's just like i don't know wanting to do something and then figuring out how to do it i think yeah
0: i I think that ties back into um development work too and so that's probably
1: yeah yeah why
0: you've got a good mindset or whatever or uh (laughs) drawn other than you know the, the sweet, sweet money other than that. <laughs> they, but like, you know, you still want to create something. You still want to, you know, make well, things I'm, connect at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. I think it, it, I think it's, um, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've asked myself that a few times cause I'm, I, I've never been very good at math. I was Made pretty good at like science, science classes, like learning just random facts, Yeah, you know? And I feel like if you, at least for me, I just, I learned I'm good enough at learning random facts and then connecting the dots between them that it was easier for me or easy enough for me to be able to do it like semi-effectively at yeah. least, you know, and not totally drown in it. I think it's definitely like an aptitude thing though, in in a way. I encourage everybody to try and learn something about computers because I think you're pretty fucked like financially in yeah. the year 2022 if you don't know something about computers, right. you know. Um and uh I'm I mean I'm gonna be like one of those parents that like forces their kid to like learn something about it when they're in high school. Now. <laughs> um, you know, even if it's just I don't know, putting together a basic web page with HTML and CSS just to get like an idea of right. the concepts kind of, you know. Um so yeah, I uh I I I encourage everybody to try it. Um I feel very lucky though that I'm able to understand enough of it to be able to do it because I, I feel like you can very easily drown, yeah, <laughs> you know, if you're just like if your mind isn't cut out for it. I think, that's but true. it's like this weird, like a weird logical kind of thing. I don't know. That's what I attribute it to is just like for me at least, it's just like learning tiny little things and being able to figure out how they like could come together to form something cool, right? You know, um, I don't know. Were you good at math in high school? No. Terrible. Terrible. Really? I was only yeah.
0: good with like history and like like literature stuff like English stuff. Yeah.
1: So how do you like if somebody comes up to you and asks like what like how do you write a computer program? Like what do you tell them?
0: I don't like a non-computer person like a just some person. Somebody who is
1: interested in computer programming and is exploring the idea of trying it themselves.
0: Mm, interesting. I don't know. Uh, start small, I guess, because uh, especially for me, trying to get the entire big picture together. Is we'll start like,
1: small with like what though? That's tr- is the
0: question. I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> tough. Try and it de- you know and it depends on the project. Like if it's a if it's a if you're trying to figure out a website, you know. Uh, try and I don't know, just make a fucking hello world thing. And can you get a can you get a can you get a picture shown? I don't know. It's
1: like, just what is? Uh, I don't know. I always tell people it's tough. Have a have a project.
0: Yeah, you got yeah have a
1: project. And then what do you do? Well, start by thinking. How do you how do you want how what what sounds like a most likely solution yeah. to make that happen?
0: Yeah, you know,
1: kind of. Like, it's, because I always wondered it myself, like, growing up, like, how video games were even made. Right. Um, And I, I, to be perfectly honest, I still don't know how video games are made. It sounds like like
0: it's a terrible industry to work in, too.
1: Oh, but, dude, people just fucking love it. Like, I've I've had this conversation with people before, man. like, Like, so many game developers that I've met and talked to just are so invested in video games. They just love them. And like I like video games a lot too, but it's hours and hours, and you get paid like, like slightly less than like yeah. most other developers. Kind of, you know, just for the prestige of being able to do it. Um, at and, least in my experience, I'm sure there's lots of people that get paid a shitload of money to work in video games. Yeah,
0: you know? and what if like, what if like you put out, what if you're working on you know Cyberpunk, and you put that out, and it it's a hot mess, you know, yeah. and then yeah yeah then it's just thousands like thousands of
1: people working thousands of hours right yeah hours. Just, just for people to be like it sucks yeah. <laughs> like, yeah yeah
0: it is brutal all your work they're, yeah they're
1: like superhero people though you know yeah. like could you imagine being like one of the people that worked on like fucking bioshock or something right. like that? or like super mario brothers like could you like being able to tell somebody like i was on the team that made super mario brothers in the 80s like oh uh, dude would be so tight
0: yeah yeah know? for sure
1: to have an idea of something like that and then be able to make it happen, it's, like, a very powerful thing. For so, sure, yeah. It was definitely that way with me, though. Like, you spend the first few months being, like, okay, well, I'm going to make a website. And, like, you make a website. And then you get to JavaScript when you actually have to have, like, interactive stuff, you know? And it becomes way more difficult, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. When you were in your school, did you did you learn all about C Sharp? Like, OOP, like, right from the start?
0: No, no. my uh, have like... So yeah, I went. I went to uh, in in Alabama. There's a city called Troy, and it's uh-huh. University of Troy is there. And uh-huh. so I uh, I did their online um, online okay. courses, um, and their intro to development courses were C And so uh, luckily, I was doing like QA work at my 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 then company. And so I like, and we were a a C sharp shop. And so I had some understanding of like how programming works in the, the real world and like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: practical uh, stuff. But yeah, I started out with C plus plus and just feeling like this is some weird abstract shit (laughs) that I don't understand. And then, you know, yeah,
1: cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but and it's i've i don't know uh, do you have a problem with imposter syndrome
1: uh yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. i feel like most most sane people do yeah you know
0: yeah i think it's
1: because it's like it, it's like learning how to i don't know master jazz <laughs> you know? there's right. like no fucking way you're gonna learn everything there is to know about jazz like yeah. it's never gonna happen It's the same with computer programming. Yeah, like it's it's a very disarming and humbling feeling to like think that you're just never gonna know everything. It's just not possible.
0: You gotta like Um, surrender to to that fact.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you gotta just like I don't know. You have to love something about it enough where you're just gonna do it regardless (laughs) of whether somebody like pays you what you expect them to or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. uh, Um. I, for, I guess for me that motivation was my band like i, I just didn't I, I i didn't want to give that up mm-hmm. and so you know um i was going to figure out a way to get through it just because i knew that if they paid me half as much as everybody was telling me that everyone gets paid to program computers i would still i'd be in the same position i was before right you know except i'd have a new skill and then i'd be able to like bullshit about another topic right. at a bar or something like that you know <laughs>
0: the thing um, yeah the thing about you know About Python, let me tell you. Yeah.
1: About Python is you can't nobody can use it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. There's lots of people that use Python for really cool stuff. But like, I imagine trying to share like a piece of Python code with just like somebody who does not know what computer programming is about. Whereas I can say, yeah, I worked on the fucking like multiplayer app that they used at March Madness last year, and everyone goes, oh, that's really cool. That's great. Did you? I did Ooh, actually that is cool well, my team my team did yeah you know it wasn't my app no i did not i did not design an entire application yet, just yeah just like hack, HackerMan, man
0: yeah. yeah. like yeah. something
1: that a million people use at the same time that was not all me 100 yeah man no. uh, but yeah. i did i did write a uh, an implementation of a javascript library that was used by uh the March Madness team to implement multiplayer streaming for the tournament this year. That was the one project that I was, I, I claim I lay some claim to Damn not deep even deep real deep. claim. I just used something that somebody else already made in a new way. Yeah. And somebody told me to like make it that way. So it wasn't even my idea.
0: Right. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, you find a something on GitHub or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, go look on stack overflow, you know, it's, or you can just googling and shit, YouTube, whatever. It's yeah. all They want yeah. yeah. We're just cobbling stuff together to see if yeah. it works.
1: That's mm-hmm. right. Wow, yeah. Man. Eventually it does, you know, because it has to, because you get paid a lot of money for
0: it. It has to work. Yeah. yeah. It has oh, to. Shit. You know? uh, hmm. I was, well, we've been doing, we've, we're like in an hour, but I did have some, some of the new songs. They're, yeah. It's like synth driven. Yeah. Yeah. These are like your first synth songs, like fully synth songs. Like Yeah, it's
1: because I was trying to figure out how to record music. <laughs>
0: okay. <house. laughs> it's yeah. cool. I liked them, man. They sounded good.
1: I, I think they sound good too, man. I like electronic music a lot of the time. Prodigy. Talked about it before. Covered the Prodigy. You know? uh, I, I think there's I think there's lots of good music. And I think that means that there's lots of good electronic music. I think there's more bad electronic music than there is good electronic music. Probably. But I also think that there is more bad classical music than there is good classical music and more bad punk rock than there is good punk rock. You know? Yep. That is a question of the infinite.
0: That's true. There's like
1: there's an infinite amount of good music and bad music. Yep. You will yeah. never hear all of the worst music, no matter how hard you try, and you'll I'm never trying.
0: Hear classics, no I'm trying. I'm
1: trying. <laughs> well, you picked the correct genre, my friend. <laughs> Me too.
0: So, yeah well it's like i and i think that's a cool thing about uh direct hit, direct hit sound it's like if you listen through all the albums like chronologically or whatever you guys are adding more like instrumentation or doing like uh not ex experimentals of uh too crazy of a word but like you're, yeah just you just
1: never refactored anything yeah i think
0: it's cool you got you know uh
1: The quality control is just, you bury the garbage with more garbage, better looking garbage. (laughs)
0: There you go. (laughs) Love it.
1: No, I, I've, I I mean, I've always liked, uh, more produced music myself. I think it's more interesting, like fucking queen and fucking meatloaf. And, uh, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't even say that because I also like the thermals and that's not produced. Yeah. (laughs) But Andrew WK is, I love Andrew WK. It's like, you know, very little of that is real. I feel like other than like the emotion that he puts into the songs that he writes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I like keyboards. I like the sound of old organs lately a lot. So a lot of the time what you're hearing is just like organs like compressed by 40,000 distortion pedals or like <laughs> guitar amps in one way or another. So yeah. Uh, and guitar was the instrument that I learned how to play first and I was too lazy to learn another one. So that's why it is that I play pop on. <laughs> just like synth pop that you hear on the radio played by a semi-talented
0: person yeah as
1: opposed to a fully talented professional person mm-hmm. professional musician
0: I like it do you yeah. uh, do you know uh uh Murder burgers uh yes yeah he used <laughs> yeah. to wear a professional musician I don't know if you've seen him in <laughs> that shirt.
1: Uh no, I haven't seen him wearing that shirt. Have you seen the Murderburgers play before?
0: Yeah, we've we played with them a couple of times. Oh yeah. Dude,
1: oh yeah. Was Noel playing with them at the time?
0: Uh was Rational Anthem on tour with them? No, 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 It was just Fraser and his drummer.
1: Okay. Okay. I thought he played in in like I think I've only I here's the thing. I've listened to the Murderburgers a lot, but I've only met Fraser like once or twice, I think. And I don't know if he was sober enough to remember me at the, <laughs> at the time
0: um a super sweet guy i think he's fully sober now
1: i think i texted back and forth with him once when we were in los angeles because he was playing the same night across town and i just could not figure out a way to get to the show my buddy servo was there i think Mm. servo was either with us or with him i don't know loaded
0: cat records yeah servo oh
1: dude you know servo okay cool excellent
0: good yeah uh, we played with them in pensacola you know have you been through oh, Pensacola? Uh, no, no, Pensacola at, uh, oh, no, no,
1: no, uh, fucking, we never got to play Pensacola. Was there a guy named Nick Derecho, Nick Derella, Rel- uh, tattoo guy. Maybe. I don't know. I only talked to him on the internet for a little while. He tried to hook us up once or twice with shows in Pensacola and it never worked out. It might not
0: be that guy. It might be a different guy. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Some, So many people. Uh, yeah. But cool. Uh, we, do have what's any, the name so many, of your band, by the way? Handsome Scoundrels. Cool. cool. Sweet. <laughs> As opposed to ugly <laughs> scoundrels. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, do you have any closing words? We can wrap this rascal up.
1: No. <laughs> no. Thanks for talking to me. This is cool. fun.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, Stay on for a second, Uh, but Nick, you had options, but you decided to talk to me, and I appreciate it.
1: Hey, see ya.